us. Um, and this is Ash, and this is Not Your Average Netizens. Um, we've got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about this week. Um, some K-pop related, some K-drama related, some Korean culture related. Um, I've got a nice good old crew of people with me today. Um, have Noah here again. Hi everybody. Kiara. Hey everyone. And back from the abyss, it's Tim. The abyss? I was gone for one episode. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I had the longest streak. I had to go. It's the way it works. Yeah, but um, yes, he was only gone for one episode, but it 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 felt like forever. We're so used to having you here, Tim. <laughs> um, uh, yes, but um, yeah, we're just uh going to go through uh some interesting things that we've noticed this week going on in Korean entertainment. Uh, no chills, no frills. Um. Um, those of you listening to this podcast probably, you know, already know what kind of the big stories are, and um, you know, we'll go through those and maybe some smaller things that you haven't um, thought about um, as well. So I wanted to start off um, since I kind of, I know everyone wants to cover the big things. Um, this is something that's a little more um, not. Um, about K-pop and more like, oh, somebody mentioned it. Um, uh, there is an article on um, Line uh, about um, Western pop stars, and uh, it was by Vox.com, and the headline of the article is, um, it's not just um, Ariana Grande, Female pop singers are becoming terrible dancers, which kind of um, struck me because um, if those of you who noticed um, the pictures and fan cams from fan cams from SM Town's um, latest um, concert, um, So Hyun from uh, Girls Generation did a cover of Ariana Grande's um, song "Problem." And there was some debate as to which one was better, or if they were both the same of equal value. I don't know. Um, depends on, I guess, who you like better. Um, but the article is pretty interesting. Like I said, it's on Vox.com, but it talks a bit about how um, you know today's pop stars, especially in the West, are not really. They do have they have dancers. They do a little bit of dancing, but mostly it's uh, a lot of kind of uh, distraction away from the dancing, especially for the artist. Um, there's like <laughs> like a whole like page about just about how you know uh, female artists you know do a lot of the hair flipping is so important because you know that's one way to kind of hide the fact that you have no rhythm or have no movement or anything and I think that was alluding to the fact that um, Ariana does that a lot and Britney Spears actually in her heyday was you know did quite a bit of dancing but she does less now being a 
mother and you know being a little older um, but um, the thing that really uh, is pertinent to this uh, podcast is um, the writer of the article actually um, uh, actually kind of we've woven k-pop to this um, and basically it's it's re at the very end of the article but I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, basically, the most of the article is bemoaning the fact that now pop stars don't dance and then don't do you know complicated choreography like Janet Jackson and um, you know Michael used to do, Michael Jackson used to do, and then they go into saying, and the type of pop dancing defined by Janet and Michael is actually alive and well in Korean pop. Um, parentheses, also known as K-pop. K-pop feels like a universe where Michael, Janet, NSYNC, the Backstreet Boys, Britney, and Christina never lost their grip over pop music. Polished boy bands and girl bands that can dance, sing, and make you feel like they want to date you seemingly come out every other week. K-pop stars train at a very young age and are often put together by record labels, making them just as manufactured as American pop stars. But as part of that training, they're actually taught to sing and dance. And there's a, actually a gif of um, Minzy from 21 uh, doing a little pop and lock freestyle. Yeah. <laughs> um, you guys probably have seen it um, around the internet, but it's pretty cool. She's just doing a little like pop and lock freestyle, and everyone's like, you know. Go Minzy. But um and then there were some commenters that were like, Yeah, K pop, it's like, you know, that's why I listened to it. It was interesting because some people were like, you know, that's why I listen like to listen to K pop or, you know, pay attention to K pop because, you know, don't really have that, you know I mean we still have pop music, but it is it's it is different. You know, it, it's kind of morphed into something different than it was in say like two thousand. And I'll say even that it's not, I mean, I think honestly, you know, people used to talk about the pop, you know, machine back in 2000 with Britney and the boy bands and stuff, but honestly, I think Korea has this beat on this one. They've perfected, they've perfected this whole system <laughs> to a T, and honestly, I don't think we ever had any boy groups or girl groups of the caliber as far as um, I'm not talking talent-wise, maybe, but just of uh, just being very um, on point with the dancing and the singing and, and everything that like they have in Korea. Obviously, because they have you know a very um, organized kind of system for that. But um, I thought it was interesting, especially considering you know we're all international fans and. These are written by international fans, and you know they were like, "Yeah, you know, I like watching, you know, you know, K-pop, you know, singers. They actually sing and dance." And I was like, "Well, some some of them do, and some of them don't." But I uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing, and it was kind of kind of randomly popped up. Like I said, it was just kind of a random article. I didn't expect K-pop to even be in it. Um. Because it's mostly about Ariana Grande, but um, do you guys have any <laughs> any thoughts on that? I mean, as far as um, 
do you guys listen to a lot of current music and compare that to K-pop, or is it pretty separate in your mind? Um, I listen to like a lot of current music. Um, well, I I try to. Uh, just because I don't like going places and hearing a song and being like, I've never heard this in my whole life. <laughs> like, like, I hate that feeling. Um, but I think it's kind of funny that they bring up Ariana Grande just because, like, I don't care that she can't dance because her voice is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's one of those where, she, you know, she doesn't really need the dance moves, even though she kind of tries. Yeah, um, I, she does it, like, for her fans, and that's fine, but I don't care if she dances or not. She can sit in a chair as long as she sings, like, Mariah Carey, we're cool. Like, by all means, <laughs> girl, you do you. It's the same with, like, Ailey. I don't expect her to dance well. Her dances are really, really mediocre. But it's okay, because her voice is spectacular. Like, she could just stand there, and I'd just be like, oh, my God, yes. Go. <laughs> be a queen. Like I don't care. <laughs> You're right. It's not like Mariah danced a lot. She, exactly. She, she, yeah, she that's really... true. Mariah and Whitney were actually pretty notorious for not dancing well yeah. in the he- yeah. in their heyday and you know, obviously I think, when they were older. I think it's kind of a product of K pop being like uh like the boy band type thing, you know, like in this article they're comparing it to like how our pop music was like but even in the heyday, it was only, like, boy bands that really danced, you know? And we had a couple. I mean, we didn't have a whole ton like Korea does. And I definitely think Korea beat us in terms of, like... Or well, Pussycat Dolls. Everybody. Yeah, but, I mean, we had Pussycat Dolls. We had NSYNC. We had, um... um oh, what's that group? They were, like, TL- uh... 98 Degrees? We had 98 Degrees... TLC. 98 Degrees, TLC, um... Salt and Pepper. But, there was a group that had Omarion. Oh, B2K. Yeah, B2K, and yeah, then there yeah. was another group that had the Peaches and Cream song. So, I mean, we had groups that, like, danced, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, th- like, Korea definitely did it better than we did. We, I mean, I mean I, I'm not going to say we did. It's far, like I said, I'm not talking about, like, talent and, you know, that sort of thing, and just, just purely on aesthetics and... No, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, on, like, aesthetics and marketing and all that, and, like, knowing when they hit. Like, K-pop realized that it hit and just went, boom, like, just super forward, you know? Everything they put it, they went deep for it. All these groups came out of nowhere. Like, they did it better than we did. When we had that, like, surge of groups... I don't, I don't know if it's, like, the West, that's just our attitude, but, like, when something surges really hard, people are really quick to be like, I don't want to be on this boat anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm, I'm too yeah. cool for this. I'm, I'm way too cool for this. I don't want to do it. That's what anymore. happened, like, in uh, Sync and Backstreet Boys. Everybody was like, yeah, all right, cool. And then, like, a uh, bunch of other groups come out, and people are like, ah, I don't like this group thing. Uh, no, no, I'm out. And it was yeah. quick, like... It went and it blew up and it was crazy and then it was gone. Like it was just, same with like Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber blew up. A bunch of like other young kids came out. Never as big. Like he was like, nah, nah. We get one. Okay, you can only like. One. Yeah, and people can, and even with him, it's like people are barely standing. Oh, they in left their- now. Yeah, it's yeah. like the last few, the real believers are there, right? Like, yes, Justin, spit on me. Like, I, I don't know. 
I think it's interesting, though, um, that they chose a gif of uh, Minzy popping and locking and dancing, considering that she doesn't actually get to do a lot of that a lot when she's actually performing with 21. Um, their choreography is actually pretty... Um, for a girl group, it's it's on the, you know, uh, easy to, you know, medium easy side. I mean, it's not overly difficult because they've got two kind of non-dancers in the group. But, yeah, but um, Minzy's known to be a dancer. Like, people know her for being a dancer. It doesn't matter that she's in a bad group that can't dance. Like, it's the <laughs> same with, like, Hyoyeon. Everybody knows she's a great dancer. We don't need to be proved every day that she's a great dancer. But that's she, true. But she's stuck in SNSD, and their choreo is easy. It just has a lot of line movement. Like, the, yeah. the movements aren't hard. Yeah, I also that's think, true. I also think that K-pop focuses a lot more on dance. Like, the new hit dance. I mean... I think it began yeah. with, I think it began with uh, Wonder Girls, uh, Tell Me. Like when that dance became such a huge hit. Since then, uh, everybody's trying to create this new craze, that new hot dance. That, like the, I don't know. Like I forgot how many dances there are. Like Sistar, that have have like what the, what is yeah. what is their dance called? Which mm -hmm. one? <laughs> yeah, which one? Remember <laughs> yeah, the car? The car had a butt dance, and then the shaky leg. The yeah. shaky leg. Shaky leg. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. The dog shake. Uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> um, Sonia, she did the crab dance for G. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah, there's a lot of crab dances. Um, weirdly enough, I can think of a few artists where there's a lot of had... butt dances too. <laughs> well, yeah, not surprisingly. But yeah, I mean that's um, not surprising in Korea. It seems like it's very, you know, popular to have, you know, with a lot of dances, you have to have at least one like signature move that everybody can follow along with and everybody mm. can do, you know. So if your song plays somewhere, you know, everybody can do. Oh, this is the part of the song where we do G or we do the nobody point or you know we do this or that and. Um, you know, obviously that's not something <laughs> that you see in Western music. Yeah, they're hardly not, they're at not, all. Yeah, but like, and I think Koreans are not that embarrassed. They like, they're not like, oh, I'm too cool for school. I'm not like, what's that dance called with the helmets? The girls with the helmets. Kriyampa. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, the, yeah, like what is that dance called? I forgot has what it, it's called. Has a name. <laughs> yeah, it has a name. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like the name of their song. I think is what they call it. Bar bar, 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 yeah, the, the bar, 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 bar dance, yeah. Yeah, and it was like a, it's like a huge hit. You could see like celebrities do that dance. There were people like uh, doing videos on YouTube or Naver or whatever. But you you would probably never see that a cover dance in that sense in Western pop, where people do the dance unless it's for a tutorial or some dancer want to show off. Or it's just like with with Western media. I mean, we all have our our kind of things that kind of catch on. Like when Psy caught on his dance, oh. you know, kind of because that was a huge part of his his song and his concept. So of course, you know, everybody knew the dance and you know went with the song and it was part of Psy. Um, but the average Western artist is like, you know. I mean, choreography isn't like a huge thing at all, and and you know, doing a uh, 
doing a very um, like a, a significant move is not you know it's like no no you know people are not really you know need to have something to relate to the song need to have like a certain dance movement or whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's not about the dance movement. Like, I wouldn't say that choreo isn't important in America because mm. Beyonce is proof that, like, people want choreo, you know? Like, That's true. Um, yeah, and, like, we've had dance crazes. Like, we had the cat daddy that went around, the jerk went around. Like, you get these dance crazes that we do get from groups that will one-hit wonder like a dance song, you know? Yeah, that's um, true. But like it's you not said, those like those are a little bit of a different situation when we get like the dance crazes. It's not so much. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, not like, like Korea. Like the Macarena. No, it's but it's more organic, like the doogie or whatever. Or right. The dance. It's more yeah. organic. It's like some random urban act that does some dance and yeah. And then everybody, oh, that's so cool. But other than that, it's not the same. What do you think, uh, Kiara? Uh, well, I mean, it's pretty much true. Like the last time I really saw like a real like big dance craze here in the U.S. was probably when the Macarena happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that, that too. So you know, it's like yeah, but yeah, like even then, back then in the the late '90s, early 2000s, like having a signature dance move wasn't really part of the whole pop scene. It was more like having very catchy songs. That was more important, the whole visual. But True. dancing, not as much. Yeah. Keep up totally yeah. beat us on that front, yeah. Yeah, they have. <laughs> I, I think just they said, beat us on the oh, pop. Go ahead. Like, I think they beat us on like the pop group front. You know, like we may have oh, bigger pop success like worldwide, but in terms of groups, they crushed us. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> they, they they've, just, they've got the perfect machine. It's like an assembly line, just like. I mean, it's, I mean, even with all of the groups, new groups that have come out and not made it, I mean, they're still popping out new groups like every day, and they're all, you know, groups that have trained for years and years and and you know, on just every aspect of of pop stardom, I mean, that you could possibly think of, and, you know, that's one thing also, I mean, you, you have to give it to a lot of the groups, I mean, like the dancing, especially the ones that do more complicated stuff, I mean, you know, they practice and, and they do those routines until they can do them in their sleep, and, you know, with more than one person, when you've got five people and then you've got you know, sometimes in addition to that, you've got backup dancers and stuff. So everybody being very in sync at the same time, you know, it's impressive. And it's, and it's impressive to teenagers and, you know, especially when they're all like, you know, good looking guys. And it's like, wow, you know, they all did that sexy move at the same time. Like, how impressive. And this is reminding me of the new um, video of, of um, YouTubers reacting to the K-pop. Yeah. <laughs> just came that out. One. I want to see it. Is it is it funny? Is it any good? Like I don't it's know. Funny. I, uh, it's funny, but I usually skim through those because I always get secondhand embarrassment watching these things. Right? Yeah, that's that's why I was like, Ugh. I don't know if I want a piece. Like I don't know if I want this. Yeah, there was um. I don't know, because I have a feeling other people might be doing them, but Michael Smith Grant has, like, a whole series where he does, like, 
the people on the street, re you know, reacting to K-pop, and those are really popular. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, and, and you know, for some people, that's kind of a turn off to see things so you know, so perfectly, you know, so crafted, so well done. I mean, like a gr group like Girls' Generation. Um, I remember when they were performed on Letterman, and they did, you know, they were doing The Boys and stuff, and some of the American responses I saw around the internet, and people were like, uh, <laughs> it's like, what was this? And they were like, they all, and of course, you know, they had the whole, you know, the whole look-alike thing, because, you know, people are idiots. Because racism. And, um, you know, and then some people were just like, you know, that was so strange, and they were like, they were all doing the same stuff at the same time, and there's so many of them. There was a lot of that about how many of them there were. And, you know, it's just, it's just yeah. Uh, cultural. Yeah, like, m most, like, Westerners aren't used to, like, big groups. I mean, mm -hmm. like, the biggest they got here in the U.S. was really um, the Pussycat Dolls, but even then, it was, like, Nicole was the main girl. So Nicole most and her friends? Yeah, so yeah. most of the, <laughs> the focus was on her, so the others just kind of blend in, well, they always blended in the back, so it didn't really phase people because they were always focusing on Nicole. But with Girls' Generation, it's like they're all doing the same thing. One sings one line and the next sings the next line. So it's like, for some people, I guess it's an overload. Yeah. And for some reason, um, also, I won't get into it because then, you know, we'll never get to you guys. But for some reason, it's also way harder for girl groups to get traction over here, I think, in general, and that's, you know, that's a whole other issue, but, um, you know, in general, especially, I mean, you can name successful girl groups, but I think for, like, the past five, ten years or so, there hasn't really been, you know, there's been some girl groups that have tried to kind of gain traction here, but, you know, I that's mean... Just groups in general, like I think, like we've got One Direction, but you know they're they're transplant, you know they're foreigners. In general, it seems like people are almost kind of scared to go back to that whole you know group thing or pop thing because they're like, oh, well, it'll be like 2000 again. Um, That's so. really easy though. Like literally, the reason the reason that boy groups succeed over like girl groups is the the most basic like marketing thing ever. Oh yeah. Girl I mean, groups yeah. don't cater to girls and young girls especially are who listen to pop music. So yeah. if you don't cater to your audience, which none of the girl groups did really, it, you're never gonna make it over a bunch of pretty boys who sing pretty music. Like that's it. You lost. You lost from the <laughs> get go, you know? It's the same like it's the same reason why in the peak of pop music it wasn't like pretty girl groups. It was a bunch of boys, like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. They didn't cater to dudes at all. Like, it wasn't cool to be a guy and listen to NSYNC. And then it was interesting because the, the few girls that were popular, they were all, like, uh, single artists. They were all, you know... Right, but they also had, like, a sexier image. Like, they went after appealing to dudes, right? Like, yeah. I, I grew up in that time, and I can tell you, like, 
I didn't really care about NSYNC other than the fact that Justin was dating Britney Spears. And I was like, man, how could you do that? <laughs> like, let her be single. Let me live, you know? Like, She's supposed I, to save I, herself from me. Yeah, I grew up in that time. So it's like, I understand because me, I wanted to support Britney and I didn't really want to be caught like listening to her music. But I didn't want to be caught listening to NSYNC's music either. And in that time period, it was like, well, I can I can listen to Britney and be like, she's hot. Like, there, I justified it. I don't have to say anything to my friends. Yeah, that is true. A lot of guys can be like, well, she's hot, so that's why, you know, they don't have to be, you know. Like, he's like, well, why are you listening to, you know, Madonna? And it's like, well, um, or Lady Gaga, and then, then that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, as a girl, and- I remember when that, when I was in middle school around that time, and I was so in the Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC came out, and I was like, ugh, I was like, i totally not a huge NSYNC fan, but I remember when Britney came out, I was so excited, and then when Christina Aguilera came out, I was super excited, because I was like, oh, finally there's girls, and they sing, and they also dance, and they have catchy songs, you know, I felt like there was finally something, you know, for me, not that I didn't feel like the boy groups weren't catering to me, but, you know, you, you also, you kind of have, with the girl groups, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's she's a girl, and I can identify with that, and, you know, she wears pink, and, you know, she can also dance and sing well, and, but, like I said, it was just like, you never really saw that happen with, um, other than, like, maybe the Spice Girls, and, Interestingly enough, like I said, this is just my opinion. I never really got into the Spice Girls that much. Like I liked some of their songs, but I was never. I loved like them. It. I loved them. Fan. <laughs> I was a huge. The Spice Girls were hot. Like I don't know what you want. <laughs> I mean, I no. I mean, they were. I mean, they are the biggest. I. You know. I mean, there hasn't really been another like girl. They're the Beatles of girl like, groups. Like. Yeah. They're, they're the Beatles. Um, I mean, like I said, I like their songs. I just wasn't, like, obsessed with them like I was some other people. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, like, they're they're considered an anomaly because, like I said, I'm a, I am a proud Little Mix stan. Okay. Who? I will say that and be honest. <laughs> no, I was like, who? 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 Yes, exactly. Oh, no, 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 seriously, I don't know. But who did you say? Who did you... <laughs> I thought Noah... Out of all of us, Noah might know who they are because they're 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 decently popular in um in the I UK. S- but, I seriously um, don't know which which group you said. Their name is Little Mix. Oh, Little Mix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's like, okay, okay I know who they are. I'm still and, in the Who boat. Like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're four girls. They were on Britain. Uh, version of the X Factor, and they won, and they both can sing their butts off. Um, they've got some pretty good music. I mean, if you're into girl groups and um, that sort of thing, that's another thing. The UK is um, they still they don't have as big of a pop machine as is Korea, but they still do the pop thing a little more than we do. Obviously, single direction got popular, and so Little Mix kind of came on their heels, but and they start promoting here a little bit a few months ago, but it just like it never really caught. Like they had this one song about um, wings, huh? The song wings, isn't it? Wings, yes, yes. The wings. That was uh, I think 
they played that on the radio a bit, and that was on like a few shows and whatnot. But other than that, like they they haven't really. And I'm like, what's I'm like they can sing and and they do dance, but they don't. You know, it's not a huge focus on it. Um, mostly, they just have awesome harmonies, um, and you know, they're like everything I, you know, want in a Western like girl group. But you know. People aren't seeing it for them over here. They just aren't. So, and they also, interestingly enough, they did a Korean version of Wings, and their Korean the, their Korean version of Wings um, was based off of the duo Wings, <laughs> oh. who apparently sung that song as kind of a, a guide for them. You know to sing off of and that's how they got their group name their duo name was from that song and they're like well, we'll call ourselves wings um, but they have a Korean version that they've done this doesn't sound too bad um, and I don't know apparently they just decided to do it and I was like oh I was like it's so I almost exploded when I found out I was like this is like awesome I was like little mix and k-pop converging but um, yeah, because I think they said that they were that they like K-pop, so ah, okay. Well, that one that, that doesn't surprise me either. K-pop's pretty popular in the UK, but yeah, but they um yeah they did. There's a Korean version out there, and I remember reading some of the comments, and people were like, "Why can't K-pop singers sing like this?" And I'm like, um, because if there was a group that came out like that, you would ignore them just like you ignored uh, Piggy Girls and Hopefully, Mamamoo oh. will, you know, keep up their momentum. But, you know, they prefer, you know, they have a preference, and you know, it's okay. Um, but yes, a little mix, mixer for life. Okay. Mixer. Up the sign. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to um, talk about that. It was a little bit of an interesting kind of uh, K-pop related thing. Um, since you weren't here last week, Tim, um, what are some things that you may want to talk about um, this week that you've noticed that have been going on in Korean entertainment? Um, so the thing I want to bring up first, um, especially because it's been like the wave uh, of current like things, is the Ice Bucket Challenge um, for yeah. ALS. Um, I, I don't really want to focus on the actual idols that did it, just the, the two controversies that really came from it. Um, the first one that really stands out to me is um, Lee Kyung, who uh, commented about people doing it, and he was, like, criticizing it, right? And his uh, <clears throat> what he said was, uh, Ice Bucket videos are uploaded like a trend lately. I acknowledge their intentions, but I wonder if they're doing it because they know anything about Lou Gregg's disease. Uh, the ice water is so supposed to express the contraction of the muscles and its pain, but everybody seems to be enjoying it too much for fun. Don't do it if it's for that reason. At least know that, or at least know this is a minimum. The disease that Lee Mung Min suffered from in the movie Lover by My Side is Lou Gregg's disease. It makes me uncomfortable to see stars pour ice water over themselves and enjoy it like it's refreshing. To all the patients, please find strength. I'll be donating to those of you in pain. It disappoints me that I never hear these words. Uh, I was going to shoot an ice bucket video myself, but I know it's going to turn into shameless self-promotion, so I decided against it. Now, my biggest issue is that it's not that 
he doesn't have a point because I see that he has a point. My issue is that he is taking the worst part about the challenge and blowing it up like it's a big deal. Especially in Korea where there is a very famous person who suffers from ALS and a lot of people know him, a lot of people have visited him, a lot of people understand that he's in pain. Mm -hmm. While, like, the thing too is the ALS, like if you go to their page, they support the Ice Bucket Challenge like it is a fun thing, that people should do it. There's no reason that you cannot have fun doing this challenge for a good reason. And he makes it sound like if you have fun, you're doing the challenge for all the wrong reasons. And well, yeah. Well, that's one thing is I've noticed that also a lot of those kind of uh, opinion pieces popping up in American media and Western media, a lot of people voicing, you know, kind of, you know, displeasure with it. And, you know, is this kind of, a, is this a trend thing with all the celebrities doing it? And, I mean, it, it's kind of hard. I mean, especially now with social media, I mean, things become you know, become trend so quickly. But at the same time, that's not necessarily a bad thing, especially, like, right. you know, it's for a good cause. This and ALS, it, like you said, approves of it, and it's raising money for them. Yeah, my, my biggest deal, like, and the reason that it bothers me so much is people are upset that it's becoming a trend. But last year, they don't... they. They gathered from donations like a million point two or something. This year, they're already at $53.3 million donated to the Ice Bucket Challenge and the ALS organization. Who cares if it's a trend? Are you kidding me? This is the point of it being a trend is it's actually doing the, the thing that it's supposed to be doing. If one person goes and Googles what ALS ALS is or the Lou Gregg's disease is, then it's done its job. It's spread awareness. That's one more person who's learned about it. Who cares if it's just because your opa did it in a white shirt? Like, I don't care. Who cares? But if you go do it and you donate money and you care about donating the money, I don't care how you got there. Because this, this thing that needs things needs money donated to it like this is a good charity has reached 53.3 million dollars like mm. you can argue that it's a trend and that people are doing it for the wrong reasons all you want but 53.3 million dollars says you need to shut up like <laughs> it's doing the right thing it is spreading awareness the donations alone prove that more people unless you're going to tell me that those same people who did who made it to like a million were like nah let's throw more money in it like let's just oh, let's get it up to 53 million even if somebody mm -hmm. just goes and blindly donates a thousand dollars they still did a good thing this is encouraging people to do a good thing like yeah. why harp on celebrities who are encouraging their fans to do a good thing i i just I can't get I think it's just I think it's people's aversion to anything that becomes like I said becomes almost kind of a trend and you know everyone's doing it and that sort of thing even if it's for a good cause I think people have an, an aversion to it because like like even though like you said you said it, you know it doesn't matter even if some people are doing it for the wrong reason that's the main thing I think people are afraid of or you know they don't want that kind of tainting it, oh, you know, now we've got all these celebrities doing it, coming out of the woodwork because, you know, they get, you know, some press because they're doing the Ice Bucket Challenge. And, you know, ultimately, you know, that's not going to hurt, you know, 
you know, the, the charity, but you know, I I can see where some people have, well, some of the people that have voiced you know some concern, maybe that that's like their kind of main issue with it. I just think, for me personally, it's it's a part of a trend that's been going on this past couple of years, where people have to criticize pretty much everything and anything as long right. as they can find something wrong with it. It's and it's honestly been bugging me. It's, it's the same in like Korean news websites when you see people commenting. They're gonna find something to complain about every time. Oh, this is so racist. Oh, like I remember like a Korean uh, girl group had a bindi, like the, hin the Hindu mark on the forehead, and people were like going nuts. Like, oh, this is so. How can they do this? This is offensive to Indians. Like, honestly, even Indians don't even really care about the bindi. They, they, it used to be very sacred and you use it for special occasion, different different colors for different uh, things. But now it's used more more casually. People wear it just to feel like, oh, a like a thing, like wearing like a golden necklace with a cross. It, and that's my, and that's one thing I have been, that's been bugging me all the time. And then, and that's what I think has happened with the ELS thing is People are so busy being politically correct that they cannot see past their judgment and just like see the bigger, the grand scheme of things and and like what it the different things actually do. And like, right. And that's so I totally agree with it with you, Tim. It's just too much. It's it's just annoying. Yeah, like that. That's my biggest issue. Is like, and and I'm I'm with you on that. With people, you know, instantly jumping to, oh, that's racist. Um, that that like, oh, that whole thing is so new still. Like, if if you went back like ten years, we didn't deal with that. Not everything that happened, people were like, oh, that's racist. You would see like a white guy try to do something that was urban. I'm doing air quotes. And before like 2000, I don't know, 2009. It, people weren't screaming cultural appropriation. Like, people just like this word. People like to use the term racism. People like to use the term sexist. There, those things exist. I 100% agree. Those things exist, and it is a problem. Not everything falls into that category, but they're making these things fall into the category, and this ALS, like, trend thing is the same. People exactly. are jumping on it and, caught, like, making a big deal like it's bad, because it's doing good, and because so many people are doing it, that you have to find the negative in it. It's you just can't have a good thing. There's no such thing as just a good thing. Yeah. It can't just be good. And that's, that's like, and last like last week, uh, there was like a G Dragon thing, or and somebody said, oh, that his like he's appropriating black culture. I'm like, like please, like please look up, like appropriating before you talk about it like what does it actually mean like not even academics that talk about this wor word there's no consensus when it doesn't matter if it's about post-colonial studies or feminist theory people are not actually like a culture appropriating we're doing it all the time like if you eat sushi you you're doing it if you're right. like if you're eating like if you're eating at an ethnic restaurant or if you if you like Korean pop, or and you say Anhaseyo, you are culturally appropriating another culture. All of it doesn't have to be bad. And like, and when I said it to this person, and they're like, "Oh, you, you, what did, what did they call me? They called me, oh, you traitor, you, you, you fucking coon." I was like, "Whoa, 
I mean, everyone has their opinions. It doesn't have to go that far. Um, But, you know, like I said, like something that has gotten so big like this, it's just guaranteed to have its detractors or, you know, they're going to find something wrong with it for some reason. Um, So, but I think looking at it, the advantages far outweigh the disadvantages um, because in the end, even after people have lost interest, you know, you're going to have, you know, all this money that was donated. You're going to have all this, you know, knowledge spread about Lou Gehrig's disease and, you know, that's that's the thing that's important. Um, Like... Just on just to go, you know, like a send-off point, but um, mm-hmm. like the the biggest thing and the the reason it always bugs me is like charity has always and forever existed as like they do something fun to encourage you to donate to charity. Like um, you have Pink Month for breast cancer, you have the breast cancer walks that happen all over the world. You have walks for everything where people, you know, will uh, sponsor you to go walk and. If you break it down, if you want to be so negative, why don't you go after those walks? Because they could just donate all that money instead of relying on somebody to walk. But it gives, it makes a spectacle of it, and that pulls attention to what's going on. Because you can guarantee, ten, like if you took ten people, nine of them are probably going to watch it and be like, yes, or for whatever it is, like they just want to see the challenge. There's going to be at least one person who's going to be like, I wonder what this really is. Like, why are they doing this? And they'll go mm-hmm. look it up. That one person, you have spread awareness to that one person. Mm-hmm. If that one person goes and tells their friend, hey, look, this is why they're doing it, you've spread even more awareness. Like, people just look at the worst in something, and that's what I don't like. Like, just look at, look at it for what it is. $53 million says that awareness has spread. Don't say that people are just doing this for no reason or to have fun. May, like, why can't it be fun? But at the same time, spread awareness. Why can't you have both? Why do you have mm-hmm. to ruin a good thing? That's that's my point. Don't ruin a good thing. Okay. Well, I think that made your point pretty well. Um, do you have anything else that you want to talk about this week, Tim? Um, that was my exciting one. Uh, the other one... <laughs> That I want to talk about, though, uh, because it didn't get touched on, um, Sully and Choja's relationship is uh, official now. They came out and admitted it and everything. Um, I've been, like, pretty much since it started and we had the podcast, I've, I've made it a point to be a part of this topic. So, like, the <laughs> fact that now it's public, I'm so, so pumped that it's public. Um, but, of course, like... Everything that I expected to happen did happen. You know, you have all the people who are like, oh, Choja's disgusting. Oh, he's a pedophile, which is a really rude word to use uh. with a girl who is 20 years old. Like, she is an adult. Please, let her think for herself. Like, I agree that there's a big age gap. There's a ton of relationships that have big age gaps in Korea. There's a ton of relationships that have big age gaps in America. We call girls cougars for liking young dudes. Nobody gets mad at that. Like, yeah. I mean, I, even I, in Korea, there's the whole Nuna. Yeah. Culture, you know. Yeah. So, and and I agree that the age gap is very big, you know, for this couple. But it's clear that in Korea, that age gap isn't such a big deal to a lot of people. Like YG, 
Papa YG has an old, or has a really young girl as his wife, and they, they're married and they have kids and they're clearly happy together. Who are you to say that they're too far apart? Like, you can't judge, you can't just be like, oh, this girl's 20, she doesn't know anything about her life. You don't know that. Like, yeah. how do you know? Yeah. Um, so, what, the, so what part of the Soli Choiza thing do you want to... Right, I was going to get to that. <laughs> so the big, the big thing that I wanted to bring up is all the people who are, like blaming um, Choja completely for ruining not only Sully and her career, but FX. Um, hmm. And I have a really big issue when people blame like relationships on ruining things, because that's essentially what you're doing. You're blaming this relationship. It takes two people to be in a relationship. It's not hmm. one person. It's not Choja, I'm in love with Sully, and I will never let her go. It's them being in a relationship. They're going out together. She is making the choice to go with him and do things. And people are instantly going to, like, oh, he's manipulating her. Um, he has all the power in the relationship because he's older. And it's like, so we're just going to assume that Sully has no brain and can't think for herself? Like, she's just being controlled? We're going to assume that's just the way it is? Like, that stuff is like, they're in a relationship. How is it so hard to understand that a person may love another person and not want to do something that they said they didn't want to do from the very beginning. Sully didn't want to be an idol. She said it. She said she wanted to be an actress. She joined SM to be an actress. People like a year and a half to two years ago were bringing up the fact that Sully never looks like she's happy on stage and that they thought she only was in um, FX to be an actress and that FX was you know, organizing their schedules around her so she can be an actress, and then it's like this comes out and she has a relationship scandal and it's all Choja. It's like so we're not going to hold her responsible for anything? I don't think you should hold her responsible for the hiatus. That's SM clearly trying to drag her through the mud. But how can you how can people sit there, not you in specific, but people in general <laughs> sit there and say that she has no, like she's not at fault or anything. Like, I don't think it's bad for her to want to be in a relationship. I don't think it's bad for her to say, I don't want to be an idol, I want to be an actress. Um, do I think that this is probably the worst way to go about it? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> so but you think, so you think that, that SM is actually punishing Sully for doing this? Oh, yes. oh yes. yeah. They're dragging her through the mud. Like, the fact that they put her whole group on hiatus after having them perform as four, why? Why put her group on hiatus? And actually I found out, um, when her group uh, FX appeared on a song for you, that Sully was actually there. She just was cropped out or edited out of like basically any scene that she was in. <laughs> Which I don't know how they did since they were all like just sitting there and it was like kind of an interview. This is the problem with SM and when people leave is they're really quick to drag up all the mud. They're so quick mm. to just burn that artist that's trying to leave. When JYJ left, when DBSK broke up, when that whole, when all that nonsense was going on, SM was real quick to be like, "Oh, but they have all these nice cars. Oh, they have all this nice stuff. Like they're just being ridiculous. Like this they're so quick to paint their label as beautiful." Same with Chris. Like they were real quick to just bring up all the bad things that happened. Real quick yeah. to have people be like, "Oh, that's messed up. How could you leave us?" Like they're yeah. so quick to paint this picture where whoever is trying to leave is wrong and they're they're biting the hand that feed that feeds them and all that nonsense like they're so quick to instill that and, and like I'm not saying other people don't do it but SM is so good about doing it so quick like they'll burn you real quick 
Yeah, don't forget the JYJ incident, like uh, with the slapping the fans. Oh and yeah! It suddenly, it got released, and oops. Yeah, <laughs> and it was yeah. suddenly it was the best kept secret for so long, and then suddenly, when they try to leave, it's like, oh man, you remember that one time Yu Chun or Jae Jung slapped a fan, and it's like, oh really? <laughs> That's <laughs> some convenient timing to bring that up. Yeah, and they forgot to the the crotch grabbing the fan did also. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, agree. I mean, oh, go ahead. No, Whoever was talking. I, like, I think the reaction has been quite mixed. Some people blame Choiza because, honestly, to some extent, I do agree with them. Hold on. Hold, hold on to him. I'm, the I'm, thing I'm is, not going to interrupt you. <laughs> the thing is, he, how old is he? 37, 38? Uh, I want to say he's 35. Okay, 35. And... Like, she is 20, they probably dated for, like, since she was 19, right? When, uh, when she, that's what people when she was. Yeah, well, a year at least, they, that's what they say. And she's, like, barely legal in Korea, at least. And the thing is, like, we all know, we were 19, 20, we, we're pretty, we were pretty dumb. Like, not dumb, dumb, but, like, when you're young, at that age, you make some dumb decisions. And... And I think a lot of people, not those crazy people who only blame Choza, it's just that they feel like someone at his, at his age, should maybe have known better. And they're not just blaming him because of the, uh, because he's dating her. It's also because he kept talking about her during interviews, mm-hmm. and like it made her even look even worse. And it was kind of him, like a Korean said, it's kind of him like bragging about it. And that's what like ticked some people off. And I, in that sense, I totally agree. In the other sense, suddenly you, she has to take part of this because not only is, is, is it about the uh, promotion ending, it's also because she is, uh, she's not shown up for the, uh, the press release of the movie she's in. She's not. Uh, they have to edit her in in different uh, shoots for the co- for the commercials, on, and the posters for the movie for the movie, and she hasn't apologized for it. She doesn't show up. It's like it's like bad manners. She's not just ruining her music career. She's ruining her career. Period. She doesn't have uh, any like even as an actress. She will have a hard time getting back because you don't do that. Not even like the biggest stars in Korea. Like the A-list would ever, ever not show up for a photo shoot for, for advertisement for a movie. They would never. And like, because they know if they do it, that could end their career. And she doesn't even have a career. And she's not that even, she's not even that good of an actress. So well, that's I mean, just thing. one thing that I've noticed is that there's a lot of, I mean, there's some people, there's a lot of people, there's some people supporting Sully, there's a lot of people, obviously, that are upset, I mean, people burning photos, and, you know, a lot of angry FX fans, but, um, I mean, I think that's kind of the narrative around her in general, is that, well, what, she thinks she's too good for, you know, this, you know, this Korean entertainment thing, you know, she's basically been doing this since she was you know, pretty young, she's been training in SM, and and so it seems like the 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 story that's being kind of crafted here, especially in the media, is 
you know, oh, well, you know, Sully thinks she's too good for this, or she's, she's, you know, too, you know, concerned about Choja now, so, you know, she's, she's not going to, to, to do her job or do what they're, you know, what she's being paid to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I think you can look at it a, a bunch of different ways. I mean, I feel like, if I cared more about, I like I like effects, but if, if if I was more invested, I would be kind of put off by the fact that it's like why leave and do all of this right when they're promoting and you know right when they should be you know why not wait until after you guys are done promoting or have do it done it right before you guys you know started preparing for your upcoming promotion, why do this in the middle and, you know, have all of this, this mess, you know, to have to deal with. Um, and I can understand the frustration over that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, just, just to kind of touch on the, the points you made, Noah, um, mm -hmm. the, the biggest issue that I have with people who, who talk about Choja, and, and I understand where you're coming from, and I also agree that, like, the way things went, you know, he is clearly an asshole. Um, the problem that I have with that is, like, one, it's not like he went on shows and was like, I'm going to brag about Sully. It was him going on shows and people asking him questions. Choja, from the beginning of his career, had always been the type of person who, if you ask him a question, he's going to answer it to, like, he's going to be honest. That was one of the things that people always talked about. He was very blunt and he's very honest, but people always talked about how he was a really nice guy. So people instantly going, oh, he's an asshole, he should have known better, blah, 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 blah. Like, I have a hard time believing, especially knowing that they talk. Like, clearly, how, how could you expect them not to talk? Why would he continue to do this knowing it was hurting Sully if there wasn't something more to it? I firmly do not believe that Sully ever contacted him and was like, don't talk about me, Opa. Like, they're they're dragging me through the mud, I'm so sad, I'm crying. I don't believe that ever happened. I genuinely cannot fathom that because I have met Choja and I know that Dynamic Duo has like a bad rep, but it's mm. Geiko that has the bad rep. And people seem to be like, oh, if it's Geiko, then it must be Choja. Choja has a good reputation. People say that he's very nice. Before all of the Sully drama, he was getting really popular for being good looking and for being nice, but people always mention that he was very honest and very open. When I met him, he was definitely the nicest. I met him, Simon D, and Geiko, and he definitely was the nicest. Like, he was the only one that really paid attention to me and asked me things in bad English. Like, he took, and I realized I'm a fan, and, and I'll say this honestly, like, I'm clearly a fan. He could have been playing up to me. I have no problem admitting that. But I also mm -hmm. didn't like him as much as I liked everybody else. Like, going into it, I was like, ah, oh, whatever, Chojo's cool, but... And then meeting him and seeing the way that he paid attention to, like, me as a human being instead of just me as, like, a dude who's coming up to take pictures and is six feet tall, he was, like, <laughs> he acknowledged my existence. Simon D and Geiko were basically like, oh, look, it's a tall half-black guy, and let's take the picture. Okay, continue. Geiko was like, hey, how's it going? Like, he took the time to acknowledge my existence as a human being. I have a hard time believing that he could not take... Like, he could not acknowledge the fact that he was hurting his girlfriend unless there's more to it. Like, that's my, probably, my issue. Yeah. You're probably right. For me, it's like, I, I won't blame him as much as I blame her because she had obligations. She has, she has a contract. 
she like she can't show up for a photo shoot, but she can go on a, on dates. Sorry, girl. You can, she can, she has time enough to watch her own fa own face on a movie, but she cannot show up for a photo shoot. Sorry, that girl in my eyes. She, like if she wants to be out, she should have done it like Chris. Like I'm out. It doesn't matter what SM says. They can throw me through the mud. I'm out. Bye, peace. Then I would have respected her, but she's yep, keeping quiet, and they let her, and letting her drag her through the mud. She comes off as a as the villain, and it's hard to like, and it's hard to not dislike her because of it. But at the same time, I know SM, you're evil. <laughs> so there's probably, like you said, there's probably a whole lot more to this, more to this, and she's probably not as bad. But something must have happened. And we will probably never know because SM is good at covering up stuff un until they want something. Unless that mole that's working in within the c corporation, you know, w releases mm. some stuff. Shadowy and... SM figures. <laughs> 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 okay. Was there anything else that you wanted to um, bring up, Tim, before we move on to Kiara? Uh, those are really the big two for me. So. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Kira, what would you like to discuss? Well, actually, I, I know. So <laughs> you know. Like this, it? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> look, at me. look at me. I'm so giddy. But um, <laughs> uh, I really, the main two things I want to talk about were the comebacks. Because last um, show, I talked about their teasers. So now that they're music videos have come out and they've have performed. I want to talk about Kata and Orange Caramel's comebacks. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to talk about Orange Caramel first because I know it'll be shorter than Kara. Um, so <laughs> 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 uh, with Orange Caramel, um, I watched their music video and I just love the whole concept of Where's Wald, the whole Where's Waldo and like trying to like find the difference in the images in the MV and it was just, it's really fun and quirky, and I like that the fact that they they actually got permission to do it and just didn't do it and act like copyright isn't a thing, <laughs> you know? But, um, That's good on them. Very good on them. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. The, video, the music video is bright, colorful, and the girls look gorgeous. I love the, the white, long white shirts they're wearing, but it has an image of, like, a woman, you know, wearing, like, Kind of like showgirls type clothing, but yeah, it's, yeah, I thought, it <laughs> I thought it was funny and very quirky. And it was a they were dressing sexy, but not really. <laughs> I just thought it was cute. And I mean, it's not their greatest song, but I think the song is fun, and so it's not bad, and I'm enjoying it. So there's that. And then moving on to Kara, unless you guys have anything to say about Orange Caramel. Um, I'm still a little disturbed that they added the like crazy eyes and wow, a little bit. I was like, I don't get that. But um, the, I think that's one thing with orange, orange caramel is that they're always entertaining, even if the songs aren't you know a immediate hit. You know, people like them and they're interested in them because it's like, hey, they're gonna do something you know interesting or do something, you know, that other groups aren't doing, and, um, you know, they're going to wear some crazy outfits or do something interesting with their music videos, and, you know, they usually deliver on that, and, you know, I think especially with, 
you know, with all the influx of, of groups and, and a lot of the kind of same uh, concepts being reused over and over again, um, to have a group that's kind of unique and stands out really, um, that that's a huge point in her, their favor. Yeah, I think I I like the video. I think this song, uh, like, I think it's the most commercial song I've heard from them. Like in the sense that it's not that quirky. It's it's like it's a song that I think I any girl could could sing and it would and it wouldn't be weird because usually usually their songs are very unique and it's like very orange caramel. Like it's not, it's nothing any other group could do. But this song, I think, it's yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite song. It's sorry, it's not my favorite video, but I like it. It's um. But the thing is, like the Catalina video was so good, was so weird and so different. It like I've set the bar pretty high for Orange Caramel. And I think it's weird that the subunit is having more comebacks than the actual entire group. Do you really think that's weird? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, let's think about it for a second. Do you, I mean, it's, do you it's, promote the group that actually sells or the group that doesn't? That's the real question. Well, I don't know which group sells, but... Orange Caramel? <laughs> but, Orange well, Caramel has been I, more I would, successful. I, well, I would think that's because they promote more. They were more successful group. right off the bat, though. After School promoted no. more before... Or yes, they were. Like, After School as a group has had bigger hits than Orange Camel has. No, ever. they have not. I... Are you kidding me? They won number one on shows and everything. Dude, Come on. are you serious? Go look at yeah. the charting I that would say, Camel has done. Go look. Okay, looking at the past, that's, you know, we could argue about that. But currently, I think it's pretty safe to say Orange Caramel is, is more relevant than than after school now that doesn't mean after school can't pop up and you know have a hit song and you know slay everybody but definitely orange caramel is definitely making more money for pletus because I, you know that's why they're pimping them out so much um but that doesn't mean the after school is doesn't mean the after school is bad after school fans don't come after me no. <laughs> just that uh, orange caramel is you know they like I said I think they've they've got their I think after school kind of struggles to find their niche a lot of the time and after orange caramel is they have their niche they have their thing they're distinctive people know who they are what they what they're about and they yeah. they've made they've made a, a career out of it, so yeah. And I don't disagree. I just, I just saying, it's probably because they promote them more, and that's why they're more relevant. And after school as a whole group, I think the whole problem with them started when they tried to be have something unique for every comeback, like the drums, and then the stripper poles, and then something else. Like the whole, like yeah, it's just it makes them different from other groups, but it also has not that been successful compared like compared to before when they were just another girl group they were more successful they actually won number ones they, they won music shows they won number one one time one time <laughs> they won with because of you one time 
Yeah, well, they did, but they won. That's my point. Which is personally my favorite right. song of theirs. I'm not but... saying that they never won, but literally, you can look at their charting, and Orange Caramel has charted more successfully since they've been out. And they came yeah, exactly. out after After School won number one. But After School has, been, has sucked since they since Orange Caramel came out. And, like, so Big Bang has... promote sucks? Big... That's what I'm asking. <laughs> Big Bang, has more, Big Bang has more comebacks than After School. Come on. Well, okay, like them, I said, what sucks? That's what I'm saying. Play this, you know, they've got the guy group coming out. Why aren't they working on After School? I think that's something that maybe we should be asking them. Um, what else, Kiara? <laughs> Sorry. It's a, y'all, y'all, I didn't even talk around. about the music video. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. No, I, I was. I don't even have like a lot to say. Like I had fun, which is very rare. I don't really like Orange Caramel. Um, I thought it was fun though. Uh, I think this is definitely like the only song that I'd be like, yeah, that can stay on. Like Orange Caramel comes on, I skip it. Um, this one, nah, I'm cool with it. Like I think they all looked really cute. Um, I thought the video was funny, which is really rare. Like their little sexy girl outfits with on their shirts, loved it beautiful like I laughed so much when I first saw it especially because I love Lizzie so I was like yes this is hilarious um I had a good time I liked it I have nothing bad to say about it It it's fun shocking I would have took you for a Nana fan um I don't like Nana that much actually like I like Lizzie because she's really silly like that's Mm. the only appeal she has for me I love it and I like that she's from Busan I have a thing for people from Busan I don't know I can't Mm. explain it like Mm. something about the like yeah, I guess. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, though. It's cultural appropriation, apparently. Don't tell anybody. Uh-oh. We're going to lose viewers. <laughs> okay. Um, Kiara, so, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I believe you have another girl group to, to talk about, or whatever else you want to mention. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> going to be good. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so moving on to Kara. They just had their comeback with Mamma Mia, and the music video came out, and they're already like halfway done with their comeback from uh, for comeback week. Um, and there's just no words. <laughs> just, I'm so happy. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm so happy right now. <laughs> As a Cara fan, it was like everything you wanted and more. Like you didn't feel yourself missing. You didn't feel yourself missing Nicole or Ji Young at all, or you didn't. Uh, weird about them not being there? Not at all, um, to be honest. I'm, like, again, like I said, <laughs> okay. I'm, like, as a fan, like... You bring a tree in here? Or what what happened? <laughs> no, like, as a fan, um, you know, I was sad that they left, but I'm not one of those fans that just, hold, that like, just stay stuck in the past and be like, uh, I don't like, whatever about the future, like, I embraced Young G, and then I knew, like, it's going, this is, like, a new Kara, this is a new chapter in their, in the history of Kara, so instead of just, like, oh, thinking about Nicole and Ji Young performing Mamma Mia with them, it's more like, I'm just focusing on the four of them, and not really thinking about Nicole or Ji Young, so with that mindset, like when I watched the music video, I just couldn't help but be so emotional because I was like, oh my god, they all look so good, they all sound so good, this is so beautiful, this is definitely the new Kara, and I'm just so excited and so happy, and just everything, I love the song, like the song is very fun, I like the, 
how do you call it, the disco-y feel to it. Um, I love choreography. It's fun. It's not really complicated, but it's something I'm already seeing a lot of dance covers, so it's, it seems For a lot. For a girl group, is pretty good choreography, though. Yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> it's very it's fun. It's hard. Like it's it's not yeah. that hard. It just it looks a lot harder than it really is. Yeah, it, it's, it's very. It's, yeah, it's that, and then they all just look so amazing, and then just like, oh my god, there's just no words. <laughs> She's like totally like standing out right now, but it's awesome. It's like genuine it like excitement. Like usually hard. we're like, well, you know, I'm not saying I like the group, but no, but this is like genuine like like Enjoy. actual um, admiration and like group love. It's wonderful. Um, yeah, I have to say, Youngji, she fit. Right in. I mean, I spent, you know, I I when I watched the MV, I was, you know, I spent a lot of it, you know, you know, looking for her just to kind of see her parts, and you know, a lot of the time, some of it was due to editing, but um, you know, I I felt like she kind of fit right in with the girls, and and um, as far as the music video, I've always liked. I think I've always liked Kara's look. I've never been a huge Kara fan, but I I've always liked their their kind of look, their kind of style. I mean, th that's the best thing I can say about this song and and the videos. They're very Kara-ish. I mean, if that makes us, if that makes any sense, it it's it's yep. very them. And um, I like the fact that it also has kind of a, a more mature um, sentiment about it as well. And the the song is is not bad. Either so. I I totally agree. I'm with Kiara here. I'm Slade. <laughs> I love that. I love that the outfit, the outfits, the dance, like they all looked so good. I mean, maybe a bit too skinny. And the new. Well, they girl, did go on a, a, a um, go on a exercise. diet regimen to fit in those outfits. They didn't. They, they didn't diet. They exercised. Okay. No, they dieted. That's what they're full. <laughs> They're full of crap. They died. That's too probably. But, <laughs> but I'm not denying well, that they, they, they exercised, but they, they died. They lost some weight. We know that much. Yeah. Yes, especially Guri. Like she's, I've never seen her this skinny. Because she usually, they usually cover up her stomach or something. Because, well, she's not as skinny as the others. But um, she, like, she looked amazing. I, Guri, I never seen Guri smile so much during a comeback stage. And but one thing that new girl Jungji is it me or is it she, or is she a little bit cross-eyed? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she has this CL I'm glad thing. Somebody else said yes. This CL thing going on. A um, little bit. She's a little cross-eyed. It seems maybe, like it. Yeah, and well, you could correct that. Just do some eye exercise. It's no, that's no problem. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge anybody for being cross-eyed. No, but still, she looks still looked amazing. And during the comeback stage, she made a couple of mistakes. So she like, she was like looking for her spot and. Well, yeah, I'm sure she was extremely nervous. I yeah, mean, can you can you blame her? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't think those girls are going easy on her. But the latest, her latest performance on music music bank, she was on it. She was good. All of them look amazing, and I like that she's actually a little bit heavier. And not heavy, but she's not as thin as the other girls. 
And I like that. Uh, we'll uh, see how long that lasts, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, I I always, I I mean, I I always noticed that because obviously looks and and everything are such a huge thing with with K-pop, and so anybody that's like a little bit different is, I mean, for me personally, I kind of you know I kind of like hook onto them, and I'm like, oh, you're cool, you're different. Um, and Young G is isn't she the is she the youngest? She's yes. younger than the others, right? Too. Yes. So. She's nineteen. Yeah, so that that might that might change um, as time goes on. But I like I said, I thought she they fit her in seamlessly, so um, it it didn't come off as awkward at all. Like I asked, like with Kiara, I thought maybe you know for Kara fans it would be awkward, but. Um, no, for it was not. Some of them, for some who are like so still stuck on the whole Kara being five members, it's awkward for them. And but for me, I'm just I'm enjoying it. I'm not like Nicole and Jiang. They're doing their thing. Well, because I wanted to kind of also bring it up with Kara's comeback. You know, it was just announced. You know that Jiang signed with a company in Japan, so she's now going to be you know acting in Japan and how she's going to have kind of like a comeback at um on the runway like she's going to be part of a a fashion show like one of those big fashion shows in Japan next Good. month I believe so yes. you know she's, she's super she's foxy not, now she should so be she, <laughs> so she you know she's already doing foxy. she's already starting her own solo thing she's going on her own road so it's just like it's why why hold on to what what used to be in there she's living her life now and Nicole uh, she's doing Pilates she's playing with her dogs on <laughs> doing yoga yeah you know she's doing her life she's doing her thing and you know maybe soon we'll see something solo from her but as of now you know they're all living their life and as a fan I'm enjoying all of it I take it all I yeah. go with the flow Kiara you are a very reasonable grown-up fan that's uh, yeah. nice <laughs> even, even fangirling, you were very reasonable. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. And, I have to just say the styling is on point. That's what I. That's one thing I love about Kara. Their mm -hmm. styling is always good, and they still remains for me as the prettiest girl group. I've always uh, thought so too. Facial, wi facial wise, facial wise. Yeah. They're, like so, their faces, like their I, faces I stand out. They're unique. Like. All, yeah. all other girl groups, they look tend to look the same, and uh, and I can so, different. Okay, Tim's not agreeing with me. I, well, I, I kind of agree with first, um with uh, Noah. I'll I'll put my hat in there. <laughs> I I don't agree that they're the prettiest group. Um, I definitely don't agree anymore. Um, with the loss <laughs> of my sweet young and my sweet Nicole, <laughs> I definitely don't. Agree. Um, not to say that I think they're ugly. I clear I don't. Like I think that they are pretty girls. I just I wouldn't say that they're the prettiest group. Um, I am okay. uh, that I'm not gonna say anything. Like I don't think anything bad of them. I just don't think they're the prettiest group. Um, for the song and the comeback, it's Kara. Like so, that's good. <laughs> like yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that it's Kara because I was afraid it was gonna be like something weird and it was gonna be not Kara and I was gonna be like what the what is this? I don't know what this garbage <laughs> is. Um, so, but it's Kara. It's very clearly Kara, which is good. I'm glad that they didn't lose what their group was, um, like a lot of groups do when they get new members. 
that being said, I don't really like it. Um, but I'm not a Kara fan, and that's the only reason I don't like it. I'm not really a Kara fan. Um, I don't dig the weird offside ponytail with fluffy hair thing that Hara did. I don't want that. Get that away from me. I love it. Like, I love take it. it away forever. It looks so awful. She looks it ridiculous. It looks so good. She looks it amazing. looks like a little girl did her hair and was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, no, she's, she's given us that 70s Gloria Gaynor fabulous Afro, no, I love it. Yes, the the seven year old hair. Yes, I agree. Seventeen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I but but yeah, it, it was very Kara. That's good. Um, the the new girl wasn't my favorite on the show. In fact, she was probably my least favorite. Um, so I thought it was kind of weird that she like sweeped on the show. Um, but she she cleaned up like the issues I had with her. I felt like she was kind of tone deaf on the show. Um, and she sounds good. You know, now she sounds good. So she probably got better training, which is good. Um, I think that they already knew they were going to put her in Kara, so I think the show was kind of unnecessary. Um, but she, I think she did good. Like, she she fits in with them. She doesn't look out of place. Um, I literally just don't really like the song because it's a Kara song, and I'm not big on Kara. Like, that's literally it. Um, so I don't think it's a bad song, and I hope they win. So Me too. <laughs> Yay! No, no, but, but they have to wait. Like a couple weeks when winner slays everything and then they can win. Uh, no, I hope they beat winner. I hope they <laughs> no, beat winner. I, no, no. I hope winner uh, has some actual I hope they beat winner because I hope that uh, I hope that it'll force inner circles to calm down. Because they need to calm down. <laughs> they all need to calm down. Oh no, okay. Uh, inner circle is coming back to haunt you, Noah. Um, y'all need, is, y'all I, need to I was just gonna mention as <laughs> a callback to last You're week. Dead. I, you know, I just made the title for the podcast I was like, you know, can anyone you know, can Sistar be stopped and it's like, and then yeah. you know, like, the literally the day of or day after, it was like, oh, well Winter is going to be the one to stop Sister. Okay. Even though I wasn't surprised at all but, you know, at the same time and and that's another thing is um, <laughs> I want to say, I forgot to mention it, I don't know if anyone else had this as a, a news item as well, but um, you know, while Winner is, you know, winning Music Bank and Mnet, um, Team B I was gonna are that. about to go through another reality show. Yay! <laughs> and it's a survival reality show, and I don't, I don't know the, uh, you know, if if they're gonna get kicked, if they could possibly get kicked off, or I don't know. I I got the under, I thought there was understanding that Team B would. You know, maybe at one point debut is their own group, but now it looks like they're just gonna be in this thing called mix and match, and it's a survival reality show. And yeah, it, it <laughs> it's it, I yeah, I, I feel kind of bad for them, but I I guess you know they're they're probably happy to still be in the industry at, at this point. So I don't feel bad for them. And this is why. <laughs> um, Me neither. And, and I, I wanted to bring this up too because they, you guys talked about winner and everything. And like, as as another person who like I consider myself a YG fan, like it it touches home with me. Like I, I want to first say that I do like Winner's debut. I think that Winner fans need to chill out, like <laughs> really hard. And this is my reason. Like. Winner fans have created this animosity between Winner and Team B that shouldn't be there because those oh, two groups no, no. are Team so B close. Fans started it. Team B fa- it doesn't matter who started it. Shh. It doesn't matter. Your team debuted. So don't hold animosity towards Team B anymore. Your team debuted. Like, you won. 
Chill out. This is why I say <laughs> inner circles need to chill out. They won. Okay, the other thing. Okay, sorry. Say what you The other thing I was gonna say for the team for Team B going through this mix and match thing with they're bringing what they're gonna do is they're gonna bring in three more at least trainees that are on YG and there's a potential that some people may lose their spot. There's a potential they may just add people. Um, mm. And I think that's good because I think that winner the winner show or Win TV whatever it was called um, showed that there are holes in Team B, and that's why. Because they were set up to win. Um, everybody knows it. Like, Taeyang and GD both yes. admitted that they that competition was set up to showcase the new Big Bang, which was supposed to be Team B, and they lost because fans made winner made winner the, the team to win. Um, you could tell when YB would, in, would talk to um, Team A, winner, on the show that he knew they were not poised to win. Like there, there was no idea that Papa YG thought they were going to win. So the fact that they did win, I think, is great. Like I think that they were the team that was prepared to go, and I'm glad that they debuted first. I think Team B had holes that needed to be filled, and one of them is the fact that their two main staple members are sloppy, and they need to fix it. And putting them on this show will not only bring people to watch the show because people eat up YG reality shows like. Nobody's business. Everybody loves mm. it. That's part of the reason that Winner is so successful is they were on this reality show that blew up. Everybody loved it. They gained so many fans before debut, they were a shoe-in to win. Um, why, uh, Big Bang had their reality show finding the last member, and it blew up. It was great. And so people immediately upon debut were like, we need to see what Big Bang does. We need to know what Big Bang is. We have to know. We have to know. They build fans by doing that. Um, mm. Team B needs that because they've been kind of um, they've been shown to be weak now that Show Me the Money happened and Bobby or well and BI who's supposed to be their leader did so poorly. <laughs> Putting the show on will get back fans that have started to leave that don't like them. It'll also bring in fans that are curious what's going to happen, and I think that it will tone them up as a group because they need it. Um, so I think them announcing this is great. The only problem is that puts the girl group that's supposed to come from YG even farther back, and it's going to make those fans ridiculously, ridiculously angry. Excuse me. Like the win, the win show was supposed to be for the original girl group that that uh, YG was going to put out, and then he gave it to those boys. This next show that's coming up was supposed to be for the girl group to make up for the fact that they took away their reality show, and now they're getting it. <laughs> so. Like, they're just pushing them back, and that's Jenny Kim's group, and Yona Kim already left. Like, she left to go do something else because she was tired of waiting. Um, so I have a feeling you're going to see more people who, more female trainees in YG who are going to be like, I don't want to wait, because they have to wait till like, 2015 at least. I Like, realistically, probably 2016. No. Um, you really? Look how long winter took after their show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you going to be real with I me mean, right now? I mean, just look at YG in general, his whole kind of method of releasing things. He kind of, he has his own method to his madness. And I'll be surprised if we get a girl group from YG before 2016. A new girl group. Yeah. I think we'll get to anyone, but I don't think we're going to get a new girl group. By I anyone. don't think we'll get it to anyone in a long while. I think we'll get to anyone in 2015. Something from them, like a I don't know if we'll get something. to anyone with like bomb on stage, but I think we'll get to anyone. I think so. Bomb will be on stage because she's she's um she's been seen with them recently. I think. Well, yeah, it's not an issue like post the whole 
the whole um, controversy. But the whole drug scandal, oof, it's bad. I could see them releasing a single and not promoting, like, at all. I could see that completely. And I, I don't Me believe too. we're going to go a year without a single from okay. to anyone. Okay, Tim, now let me just say, this whole winner Team B issue and the fans, I know, everybody needs to chill out. The problem is, is not the fans, it's YG, because he, like, they're always trying to, like, what's the point of having a winner, one group debuting and being the winner, and then inserting the team that lost in everything that the, the other group who has debuted and everything they do, like... Uh, the song, like, they, like, Winner wrote, like, 40 songs for this uh, debut. And they and they decided to put, like, probably one of the worst songs from the album as the lead single. Why? Like, Which there song was, are like, you talking about? Time Out, which song? Empty. It, it's I like, like it's Empty. Not, it's not that <laughs> bad, but it's very YG. It's I not, like that like, song way more than Coloring. Like, way more. Yeah. Well... I actually like different more. It's another. It's well, another I'm song. just talking about the songs from their. Yeah, but that I mean, from the, But on the album, they have better songs. It doesn't. And, that's not. Okay, well, you, yeah, you well, that's not the point. In the cell. Yeah, and the thing is, and that's my whole, and that's uh, that's what I think the whole inner circle had an issue with. That like, let Team B be Team B, and be winner be winner, and don't like. And yes, try and avoid like avoid the whole conflict by putting them on the same stage as winner. Like, why have a group that hasn't even debuted on stage on a YG concert? If like like you don't do that. Like, no other company puts trainees unless it's a, like official show where they show up, showcase the trainees. But winner didn't debut yet when they got to go on stage. Well, they won. The whole point is they won. Right, like, but you know, they didn't debut. This, this is my issue: is they won. Everybody knows that they won. Team B knows that they won. Why should those guys who were these guys like you? you they, they're separated. I get that. They are train. They were trainees together. All of these guys were trainees together before this competition started. They were all trainees together, with the exception of Sung Yoon, who was a trainee but got to debut. Like mm. they are friends. Why would you think they wouldn't want to be around each other? About, People on. have created That's... this this idea that they're no. just rivals. Yes, you guys have. You guys have made no. them rivals. Oh, like, you guys stop. Maybe so, we so... shouldn't be so personal and say you, but some <laughs> okay. some the... inner circle people have have the... done. I mean, there's gonna in the loud fandoms, community. There's always going to be this, you know, kind of you know us against them thing, especially with boy groups. Right, because everyone wants their group to be the loud community that is the coloring fans and the loud community that's Team B fans. I'm not saying Team B is innocent. I don't like either groups because I think that they're already on a bad track. Um, but I do think Winner's Debut was good, and I like YG, so I'm gonna support them. But the loud fans that are talking about them are making it sound like they want them completely separate. Why, when they're friends, like in in no other group. In no other label would you be like, oh, don't let label mates work with label mates. They're label mates. Realistically speaking, they are label I think, mates. I guess with YG, it's because they don't do the whole... I mean, they do have the YG concert, but they don't do the whole one big happy family thing as much as, like, mm-hmm. the yes, JYP. They, they kind they... of do it, but I what feel do like they're... They don't? 
not the same like, way that other JYP or like when they do have their artists together, unless sometimes they there's it's kind of an awkwardness that's I don't know, like it's like they're forced to be together. I don't know. So just, GD being in love with to anyone and always showing up for their concerts and to anyone showing up for YB solo concerts, like they don't have no. that many people on that label. I don't know. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm not two, saying like, that they don't have course. they don't support one another. I'm just saying that they don't indulge in. I guess maybe the better way would be like they don't indulge in um, fan service, fan service, and and such maybe so? as much as the others do. I think I think I, maybe that's that's why this the whole separation thing, and then people want Team B to be their own entity, you know, as opposed to winner. But I think it benefits them in the long run to be a close unit. I think it will be more beneficial, especially because there were so many people when it first started before the, the communities kind of broke apart that were like, oh, I want to see this person work with this person. I want to see Bobby work with Team A. I want to see yeah. Taehan work with Team B. Like, there, that existed, and it's like weeks went in, and then people were like, they're separate. No! <laughs> and it's like, I mean, yeah. I think personally it would be a JYP, cool thing like, if they friends. intermingled and, and did different things with each other, but I think... I don't know. Personally, it doesn't seem like YG is, is looking to do a super group, you know, type of thing. So we yeah. may, you know, not see that so much. But for them personally, yeah, it definitely would be more of a advantage for them to, to stay, you know, close as far as, you know, being in the business and, and being um, artists and and that sort of thing. Kiara, do you have anything else to add? <laughs> uh, to what? To about Winner? And um, or um, to Winner or anything else that you wanted to add in general? Uh, I mean, my energy was so high when we were talking about Kara, but the moment you guys went into Winner and Team Jay, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, ah, I don't care. It just all died for me, and I'm like, oh, okay. Because oh. um, I have no opinion of neither. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that's for you, part. okay, as a Kara fan, Kiara, as yeah. a Kara fan, how would you rate Mamma Mia um, on the list of, like, I guess, Kara singles? Well, it wouldn't be number one, but it'd definitely be, you mean, as, at least for their main singles, mm, it would be my top five for really? their Korean songs. Yeah, mine too. Because like, some of the Japanese singles would definitely be higher, but I'm just, just oh, talking yeah. strictly about their Korean songs. It would be, and as for songs that they, you know, promoted, it'd be in my top five. But like, yeah. But it wouldn't be number one though. But it'll be up What's there. What's your number one, by the way? My number one would be Lupin. I love yeah, that. Uh, that would I be my number I, one too. That's, yeah. That's my favorite concept <laughs> by then. Yeah, I, definitely. I would go with Lupin. I did like that. That's like I, the song that I love. Like I can hear that song over and over again, and I would not get sick of it. Like, I, love I it. really like. That's the one Kara song that if it came on, I'd be like, "That's my, that's my shit. I'm there. Let's do it, <laughs> Kara." All day. And I love <laughs> the concept. It was so unlike them, and just it was, it was good. It, it, it all fit. Yeah, it was fierce. It was fit. Everything fit together so well. I, I, I like the Lupin era. Yeah. Disappointed when they. 
went another direction, but okay. Um, they anything... killed it with that song too. I'm, I'm surprised they went away from it. Yeah. Well. Um. Anything else? Um. You want to add, Kiara, before we go to Noah? Oh, um, I did want to also mention, you know, Sistar is continuing. Did I mention this earlier? Maybe. I don't know. But Sistar is having their comeback with I Swear next week, and I'm excited. Yes, yes. I think that sounds a million times better than Touch My Body. I, I, I'm excited to hear it. Their yes. teaser where Bora has, like, the suspenders on, I was like, dude, Bora, thank you. <laughs> Don't ever leave anymore. Like, always have comebacks. <laughs> all we know what Tim's paying attention to, but music-wise, I, I think it, it sounds very good. <laughs> Me too. Like, the sound song is very fun, very summery, and I kind of, like, it kind of, in a way, kind of looks like a continuation of Loving You, because it takes yeah. more place during the nighttime-ish from what, I've, from what the teaser shows. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about it, and I can't wait for their comeback. Week. And you know, also I would like to say, you know, bless Adias for that Bora commercial. Yes. Yeah. That was a great commercial, and that was just. <laughs> I'm with Kiara right now. Like, this is my new favorite person. Right now. <laughs> 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 We're done. Our ship is over, Noah. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> what? Oh, whatever. It's when you became uh, Inner Circle that our ship was over. Uh, (laughs) I wasn't invited to the Inner Circle, so. Burn. Well, talking about Inner Circle. Sorry. No. What what, um, Inner Circle goodies do you have for us? Not not specifically, not, um, I should probably rephrase that, not specifically, um, uh, relating to winter, but um, anything that you uh, have really? want to discuss. <laughs> Unless you want to talk about uh, Taehun being an Ilsen. Oh gosh, <laughs> I, I I saw that. Oh my but... god, no, no, no! You don't want to you don't want to talk about that one? No, I'm just gonna very keep it short. That's already been revealed during the sh- during the winter TV show, and they already talked about it. The one dude talked shit about his mother, and because in Korea it's very it looks bad if if there, if a woman is a single mother and Taehyung beat the crap out of him and sent got sent to another school and I'll leave it at that and I'll and I'll and I'll say this if somebody did that to me I will beat the crap out of him too. Okay, next. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you. I'm not I'm not actually gonna judge you for for Taehyung or anything. <laughs> By the way, I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was funny that you did this. <laughs> but uh, but no, I I would have I would have had the same reaction that he did, especially because I have my mother is a single mother, so Mine I too. don't blame him at all. Um, it's just really bad to get kicked out of school in Korea, like super duper bad. <laughs> so that's why people brought it up. But yeah, I totally agree, and I'm totally for what happened. And it was and it was like what it was like at the most 90 people upvoting that article. So who cares? Yeah, I don't and... I don't care about it. I was just messing with you. <laughs> I, wanna, <laughs> I know you didn't were. Uh, anyway, uh, I want to talk about the Super Junior's upcoming comeback, and the reason I want to talk about it is because it's a cowboy theme, and the song is called Mamacita. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just and, uh, saw the pictures for that, and I saw Hichol, and I was like, what the... Yeah, I... <laughs> and, yeah, and there and this and it's the song, and they're coming back at the end of this month, like probably next week. And for me, I'm just like, 
Oh, and the song is called Ayayay, is that something like that? Ayayay, they have something like that in the lyrics. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a hot mess, and I'm so ready for it. Bring on the popcorn, let's have a seat, enjoy this. And one thing I don't understand about this whole song is, if you have a cowboy theme, why do you have mamacita? That's a Mexican, that's a Spanish word. But, well, well, okay, um... I don't like Super Junior, for the record. I want to preface this. I'm going to play devil's advocate, though. Um, cowboy culture is really big in Mexico, and, and especially, yeah. like, Texas Mexicans here in, in the West. Um, mm. that's, that's a big thing. Like, the cowboy culture is very, very happily embraced. Um, so I, I get, what you're, I get where you're coming from, but it is very, very well accepted by Mexicans to said, embrace that culture. I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way to mess that up somehow. Oh, they will. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh, yes. I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't think they're going to pull it off. Like, don't give me wrong. I'm just saying, like, I didn't initially get mad when it was like, oh, cowboy theme, and our, our album's called Mamacita. I was like, okay, let's see. Let's see what you're going to do. If you have a guy walk by in a poncho, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> don't you do it. Uh, I don't know if you saw the new teasers that they released. They kind of look like they're wearing like kind of matador-type matador outfits. Oh, yeah, that's the one that I've seen. Yes. Where he's got like the jacket and he's got like a, a headband on. and I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking forward to all these people who love to complain, complaining about this. I'm just like, oh, this is giving me life. This is so good. Super Junior is just some this weird creature. I don't like they have the like such dedicated and just like stands Crazy. and but at the same time there are a lot of people that just like absolutely cannot stand them. And it's it's like I don't know. I feel like when one at one point, like the two groups are just gonna go at each other, like Lord of the Rings, you know, final battle, both sides just start collide because it's like it's like I see just as much hate as 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 admiration out there, and it's just like I don't, I don't really. even know what to think when I see them half the time. Like I missed. Like, I mean, I missed a good po portion of their career because I wasn't around, obviously, when I wasn't in the K-pop fandom when, you know, they first started out. But, you know, it's also come to my attention that, you know, some people have told me that, you know, well, you know, the general public doesn't really care for Super Junior, but they have, you know, the massive fan base is just, like, crazy and, you know... And then there's, you know, the ones that are, you know, only want the all 13 members together, and it just, mm -hmm. I just, you know, all of that, all of that, it's just, I, I can't even, it gets so complicated, like, I don't even want to, like, think about it, I'm like, Super Junior, no, because I, you know, I have to, like, like, make my brain think about, like, all these things, members leaving, and, and mm -hmm. uh, elves, and this, you know, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just, too much. you know, it's the, you know, Girls' Generation was the Super Junior, uh, like, Super Junior was, like, the prototype, and then Girls' Generation was, like, the, um, it was the whole, like, you know, project done correctly, <laughs> and they were <laughs> successful with, with Girls' Generation, and Super Junior was, like, the prototype for the super group, and... 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I, they were successful with them in the sense that they're getting tons of money from, you know, from fans. But but it's an <sighs> SM group. It's an SM group. Like SM just have, has to fart, and they have like, a huge fan base. That's that's part of SM. I don't know how they do it. It's probably because they pimp out their artists like nobody, not like like no other company. And the the thing is, I think in the before. The elves were way more and way way more intense and evil, <laughs> but now I'm seeing like a lot of elves moving over to uh, EXO and oh yeah and and then and then there's this thing that most of the members are assholes, <laughs> like the, the majority of the group are assholes or has said something offensive like the the. The or bigger member body shames women or talk about how women's place in the kitchen or whatever and there's oh, they all all of yeah. them have said like not all of them yeah most of them have said something really awful about any something like about women about race about anything and that's why I think. I don't know if they will have a hit on their hands, but it would be interesting. It would be fun to watch. Well, it'll there'll be tons of screaming elf fans. That is for sure, and probably some lulzy choreography. Cause I'm just I just hear the word Mama C10. I'm like, oh, what are they gonna do? Um, <laughs> There's only a couple of them that can dance anyway, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else, Noah? And the other thing I want to talk about is the Song Hye Kyo scandal, or tax evasion scandal. Uh, she was caught for uh, she was caught for evading taxes or hiding assets. Uh, like maybe I should talk about it a little bit more. Uh, she was pretty much uh, it, it's been revealed that she. Has been she was investigated for tax uh, evasion. She the, and she admitted it, and the, she's up, uh, she's apologized. And the, but the public is not forgiving. And the reason that this is so big is, like you said before, Ash, it's because she is the Jennifer Lawrence in this in that sense that she is like the girl everybody likes, and she is one like. Uh, awards like you know this the model taxpayer citizen award like uh, where they where the prizes that you don't That's get investigated. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, the irony, and where you, where you, and the prizes that you don't get investigated for uh, tax evasion because you've been such a good taxpayer, and now like uh, three years after that she's fo it's found out that she actually evaded taxes, um, and. I know she apologized, but like a certain uh, commentator said, who's Korean, uh, the actual apology that she did in Korea, in Korean, was not that um, humble. She she apologized more as like it was a mistake or something that just accidentally happened, when it's pretty much. Uh, known that she that it was an active evasion of taxes. She she knowingly or her company knowingly avoided paying taxes, and therefore she's getting a lot of hate. What do you guys think? 
I don't really have like a, a lot to say on this one, which is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think this was going to get brought up, really. Uh, I think it's just kind of funny that she... I didn't know that she got that reward for uh, being a taxpayer, and then she does tax evasion. That's kind of ironic and funny. Um, I don't agree with anybody evading taxes. Um, I Like, I work a full-time job, and I pay my taxes, and I hate paying my taxes. I hate taxes as much as everybody else does. I want all my money, but I pay them so that the government can have nice things, even though they don't, and I'm in debt. But that's not the point. Like, everybody pays their taxes. There's no reason that you shouldn't pay your taxes, especially if you're famous. Like, it's not like you need well, that money. Yeah, I mean, you know, we seem to have that same problem in our country yeah. with, you know, rich people not paying their taxes. So, <laughs> that happens quite often. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm... I, <laughs> I guess with I can kind of understand the how it could be a shock in a sense, like we were saying, her whole image, you know, her every woman, you know, woman next door, girl next door image, and then she's, you know, breaking the law. Um, you know, as far as culturally, I don't know if Korea, you know, if... Um, in general, if they'll, you know, how long it will take for them to forgive her, what, you know, they feel like her, you know, her penance should be. Um, but, I don't know, for some reason, especially with, 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 which, with like, rich people, um, people that are wealthy, it's like there's something about paying the taxes that's just... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like um, Tim said, I mean, you know, it's it's the law. You know, everyone should, you know, it's to keep the economy going. You know, everyone should, you know, contribute their, you know, percent. But, uh, you know, for whatever reason, um, for, I guess, um, Sanghiko hasn't revealed yet. She didn't, so... Yeah, uh, well, that's, I think, all we have to say about it. Uh, the other thing, I know, like, maybe you guys haven't uh, read about it, but there's also the Han Hye-jo, the actress. Uh, she's a famous actress that's been in a couple of hit shows uh, amongst with uh, Ling Seung-gi. She was in, a, like, Brilliant Legacy. That was a huge hit. She's quite a successful actress, and she's been in a quite a few scandals. Like, last year, she was in a scandal. Uh, her ex-manager tried to, um, what's it called, uh, blackmail her uh, for private photos, nude photos, I guess, and he didn't succeed. This year, she's back with another scandal, uh, where her, and the scandal is about uh, her younger brother, uh, who's a uh, soldier, so doing his duty, uh, bullied another soldier to the point of suicide, uh, and uh, her family tried to compensate the family with $6,000 USD dollars. Uh, the army tried to write off his death as having suffered from psychological illnesses and the other thing is that uh, her family, her father who is a big, like a big shot, they're from a rich family, uh, tried to uh, uh, cover her agency and 
her father, who's very wealthy, tried to cover the whole incident and tried to pressure the victim's family from suing them. And now it's come out, and netizens are pissed off. And they talked about it uh, at uh, that TV show, War of the Words, uh, a TV show that's about current topics, sensitive topics. They talked about everything from JYJ to Sully to any to yeah, everything else. And uh, personally, I think this like this is a big Korean news because this is a huge, this is a big actress. She's like she's one of the up and coming. She's uh, she's very popular. And the fact that her family, who's a another rich family, big shot, uh, tried to cover up uh, this incident, and that her younger brother bullied her another soldier, especially in in the aftermath of uh, Korea being shaken by a lot of the news of a lot of soldiers being uh, a lot of soldiers who have taken their lives after bullying, harassment, violence in the army uh, and what do you guys think the question has always been about if she if her agency covered it up and her father covered it up then she has to have known and if she, uh, and if so will this damage her reputation or image what do you guys think uh, I'm gonna jump in on this real quick because I have to leave um, but I, I do want to talk about this one um, and I'm not gonna get into military bullying or anything like that um, it's it's a known problem within pretty much like every military um, but I think that it's a little strange because people are instantly jumping to she must have known because her agency and her father wanted to take care of it but if you think about it, it like if, if you take a moment to step back and I'm not saying that she's not involved if you take a moment to step back it would only make sense for her agency to try and fix things for her if they truly care about her and creating her and um, making her make them money and it only makes sense for a father to try and take care of like the issues that his son or his daughter could potentially get in like that mm -hmm. makes perfect sense to me I know me as a person um, because I have an issue with bullying I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to try to cover it up at the same time like I have a son if I was in that circumstance where something could damage his career, I don't know if I can say without a shadow of a doubt I wouldn't want to try to do something about it. Um, mm. And it's because I wouldn't want my son to be hurt by something that shouldn't hurt him. Like, realistically, if she could have just not said, like, not made any statement or just said, you know, my prayers go out to the family, like, it's not her responsibility because it wasn't her fault. And mm. this this situation that's occurred makes it seem like it like she is responsible in some way and so people are gonna blame her for something that she didn't do and I think that's really wrong um, and it could be her fault like maybe she told her agency to help or her dad to help or something that could you know that could be on her at the same time she didn't do the bullying she wasn't the one who was there bullying that poor guy and it it would just be better if we let this I don't want to say let it let this thing disappear because that's not what I think you should do. But don't bring people into it that don't have any reason to be there. Hmm. Um, that, that that's my issue with it. Like we should address this as what it is and handle it where it needs to be handled. This is bullying in the military. This is something the military should be handling. 
Um, it shouldn't be a bigger story of this actress who's had scandals before is now suddenly involved in this and she must be a part of it and she wanted to pay off this family. Um, a lot of people will pay families for accidents that happen and it's some people do it out of the kindness of their heart. Some people do it because they don't want you to talk about it. Um, that is a known issue with people trying to help other people out um, or people trying to help other people out with quotes. Um, and that's kind of the issue. Like, it it's weird because we don't have the context. Like, what if they wanted to give this family this money as compensation and never ask them to be quiet? And the military went and tried to write it off. Like, you, it's hard to compare these two things because it would be really easy for somebody to say, "Oh, they wanted to pay them so that they could write it off as a mental illness." Like, that's kind of the logic that flowed. Whereas in reality, it might have been they tried to do this, but the military at the same time was trying to do this, and there was no communication between the two. So I, I don't know. That's just kind of my take on it. Like you kind of, she shouldn't be involved in this because she didn't do it. Like she's not the guilty one for bullying. She should have never put her hand into it. If she made a statement, she should have said, you know, I'm grieving for the family. Like she should have shown that she cares, but she had no reason to get involved. And I think it sucks that she's stuck in it now. And maybe she has a more vicious hand, like maybe she did try to pay off that family. Well, that's wrong, and people should be on her for that. But at the same time, we don't know. We don't know if that's true. You know, People are just going to assume it is because she has a, a history of scandals. Um, so I'm, I don't know. That That's kind of where I stand on it. But All I have right. to run. So. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining yeah. us, Tim. Hey, Tim is going on a wonderful journey to see Sonny and Bunky in concert. I'm really jealous, but Woo. you have awesome time, and I don't know. Get us some good, good dirt while you're there. I don't know. Yeah. Since we're some... since we have like this podcast thing now, um, I'll probably do like a blog write up about it or talk about oh, it on the next show. Cool. Um, All right. Maybe I'll record it. I don't know. I'm lazy, so but I'll, I'll definitely talk about it at least before the before the end of the next week. I, I will definitely talk about it, um, especially because I love Sonny and I love Bumkey, so I have no problem talking about them. Um, awesome! Look out for that. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right. That's see it. you, Tim. Bye. Bye, Tim. So, um, with that, is there anything else that we've um, that may need mentioning or that we should talk about Ooh. or anything that any opinions anything that you have that you want to just talk about this week um, I do. if you just want to squeal about how awesome Kara is or how <laughs> awesome Winner is or no no Winner <laughs> but I do think I want to talk about Bantan's comeback as the quick Okay. For the, for the Bangtan fans, I don't know what they're called, if they, or if they even have a fandom Army. name. They're called Army. 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 Okay. Uh, have you guys seen their video? I haven't actually. I, I watched didn't. it. Yeah. Wait. Would um, personally, I th I just want to say my opinion first. I think the Bangtan, Bangtan, they they're a relatively nice group. They seem cool, and then they have very fun BTS videos and. But the song for me is very lackluster. I find their songs very early 2090s kind of hip hop songs, and I don't know. This just didn't 
I don't know. I, I just didn't feel the song. It's nothing bad. The video is, the video is cool. They, the dan like their dancing is off the hook. But mm-hmm. for me, it's just lackluster compared to their earlier uh, t- uh, title songs. What do you think, Yara? Well, I think it's, I only watched the video once, and a lot of it I've already forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> was, it tells I, you something. Because, to be honest, I don't think I was really fully paying attention to the video, so I was just like, I just remember that it was mostly, like, it was dark, the video, and, like, one of the members is, like, I don't know, he's like a boxer or something, like, I'm just seeing him punching, and then at the last scene, he's cutting his hair, and I don't know, so I don't really remember what happened in the video, and then the song is kind of forgettable to me as well, so I guess this comeback just wasn't for me. I mean, I liked, well, not their very last song, because, it was, uh, but the song before, what was it? Um, the one where they're like all in love with the, well, not all in love, but they're like for this one girl. They're like always around her or whatever. I forgot the oh, name. Oh, the one where they push her and they're violent. Yeah, I don't like the video, but the song is. I like the song, but um, yeah, but I don't know. I'm just, I guess I didn't really like the. I wasn't really feeling the song because I already completely forgot about it, or maybe because I was so high up on. First sister, then Kara, and Orkin, all that. Everything else just like melted away, and I just don't care. But, uh, <laughs> all about the girl groups. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and now I'm also like I'm also paying attention to Castellar just had their comeback too with Mass, and I'm watching their comeback performances and everything. And yeah, I'm all about girl groups right now, like boy groups right now. Unless you're 2 p.m. or God Seven, right now my mind is not on you. A winner. <laughs> A winner. Don't forget winner. <laughs> <laughs> like I swear to God, I sound like a weird ass, crazy stab. Like I need to call my ass down. Tim is right. I don't know. No, I, I don't know. Depending on who might be listening to this, you might get some free tickets to Korea. <laughs> yes. If, if YG. YouTube. YouTube. Um. There's some people on YouTube that are some stands that have um, gotten. Uh, some free free trips to Korea for Wait, acting yeah, crazy yeah. on uh, social media. So apparently it works in certain situations. Either uh, that why? or you get a restraining order. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I think I would probably get a uh, restraining order because you know YG and and giving shit to anybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what else was I was supposed to say? Uh, well, well, when it comes to Bangtan, well, I hope they do well this this comeback. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about them competing with Winner, and like like there's a competition. Uh, yes, coming back next week, so sorry about that. I'm just oh yeah, Sejigi <laughs> girls. Sorry, I forgot that. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I love Sistar, but don't bring them next to. Winner 21, Big Bang. Well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. They I might... rather... I'm, I'm always surprised by the support that they get despite their their fandom. Yeah, yeah of course. Like They have a huge imaginary fan base that supports them. <laughs> Who are we talking about? Winner? 
Shit star. Oh, oh no. Honey, they're winning. They're winning well. They're... <laughs> so they're very popular with the public, it seems like. They don't have a huge fan base, but the public likes them a lot. Sistar. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Totally agree. But I like Sistar, and I, and honestly, I like their uh, Touch My Body better, I think, because I didn't like, like Loving You. Loving You was a... I hated it. I, I, that's my f favorite song by them, I think. I, really? I think I, I would love it if they kind of kept more to that s sound and and look. Uh, yeah. No. I don't think I like they really would because that's more like a summertime thing for them, but not something that they would keep doing for every comeback. So. Well, yeah. I, yeah, that like, was my favorite thing concept from them, though. My favorite sister song is, like, Alone and Gone and Not Around Any Longer when they're sweeping their ass on that table. That's my, <laughs> that's my See, I don't, I don't like any of the... Because um, that's another... Um, what's his name? The the producer that's doing all the songs now. Oh, Brave oh, Brothers. That's another Brave, Brave Brothers thing. Yeah. They should I, stick just, with Brave Brothers. I feel like they've done that so many times. It's just... <laughs> I was like, I'm ready for something different. And then that whole song is like... It's like, Bora is like, why is she... <laughs> well, we know why she's there, but I mean, you know, it, the whole song is basically Hyorin and Bora gets to talk like says like two words and then that's her <laughs> that's her contribution whoa shade no sorry I I don't like I'm not that kind of cutesy kind of person I, I it's not my thing I think thing. this star does their their brand of cutesy is is good though like they don't yeah, I agree, I agree. it's more tolerable you know, it's more like fun and 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 Fun and sexy and cool as opposed to cute. Yeah, it's not that egg-yo kind of thing, I agree. Yeah. Uh, um, other than that, I don't think I have anything. Well, I don't know if I should talk about this, but uh, have you heard about the Billboard fandom war? Uh, between Sones and uh, um, VIPs? No, between uh, all kind of fandoms, like Wine Directioners, Rihanna Navy, uh, Billboard. I think it was Billboard uh, who had a fandom war. Uh, and oh. and Vips, uh, Big Bang's fandom, fandom won. Uh, like, it was like a, a fan oh, army. Oh, you guys saw something about they won something that was like, it was like a voting thing, and they just yeah, like... Like m massed on that, like just fell on that whole thing, and like, <laughs> like it just outvoted everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah, that happened. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, th uh, that shows the first vips that we have. We are thirsty. We need some big bang, kind of. Like well, I think I, I did read somewhere that one of them was a G-Dragon, or one of them said that there would be some something from them this before the year is out. They would be releasing something. So, well, well, I don't that know. You know, there's rumors now that GD apparently might want to, you know, go on hiatus a bit or a break. So, uh, yeah, well, that's well, that's because he had a birthday party and his. 
girlfriend, yes, I'm saying it, babes cry. I don't care. He has a right to his personal life. He, <laughs> he was, in, was at his birthday, birthday party or birthday bash, and there's rumors, I'm not saying it actually happened, uh, that she, there was a lot of backlash towards her um, because she was still with, because she, she was seen with uh, G Dragon, and you know, if you're uh, a YG stan or a stan of uh, YG groups, I'm not a stan of YG. Make, let me make that clear. Uh, you know that every time anything happens with Kiko, G Dragon gets all emo and suicidal and talks about the meaning of life, and cries on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. But that's when he does the best kind of music. <laughs> so I hope he cries for a little longer and then release an album, please. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did. There were rumors that uh, uh, some of his uh, Heartbreaker um, album uh, was had some relation to the whole Sohi, alleged Sohi tryst. Um, Oh God! Depending on who, you <laughs> on who you believe, so we'll just have to um, wait and see on that. But if there's nothing else, um, thank you guys for um, for joining me. Um, thank you to our departed uh, Tim for joining us for the majority of this podcast. Um, if you would like to write to us um, for any reason, comments, um, ideas, questions, um, we are on Twitter at NYA Netizens, and we are also on Tumblr and notyouraveragenetizens.tumblr.com. You can listen to our podcast, um, all of our podcasts on SoundCloud um, at SoundCloud slash Not Your Average Netizens. And we're also on iTunes at Not Your Average Netizens. And we, um, you can contact us directly at Not Your Average Netizens at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear from those of you who listen to us. Um, and uh, your ideas, what you think, what you like, what you hate. Um, the more um, we hear from you, the better. And the um, more that we hear from you, the better our podcast, podcast can be. So, yeah, send in anything, uh, anything um, that you have to say, um, send it in. And um, I think that will be it from me. Noah, Kiara, any last? Take care. See you. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just come back and Kara, keep doing your thing because I love it and I'm so happy you guys are so back. Oh my god, it's so. Uh. Happy. Kara, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you have me, Kiara's life. So. Yes, just know that. Um, yeah, but yes, thank you for joining us. And yeah, everybody, we will see you next time. Keep enjoying K-pop and Korean entertainment because we will. Mm -hmm. All right, bye, everyone. Bye. Bye, take care. <laughs>